Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. They were all telling me to quit far before they would watch me on TV or they'd be like, you can't do that and then come here with the rest of us, man. Gentlemen, here is your winner, Hindu Impact Wrestling Champion, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. A 17-year mission snatched away in the blink of an eye. Have the courage to start all over again and prove who you are. Congratulations to the new Impact World Champion, Josh Alexander. Now arriving on Cultaholic Island, mere days away from Slammiversary 2022. It is only the Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion, Josh Alexander. Josh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm starting to feel the butterflies, starting to get excited because, like you said, we're a few days away from uh, you know a history-making pay-per-view and Slammiversary. Now, this one is a little different because in years gone by, Slammiversary has kind of become like who's going to turn up. You know, you'll a lot of new faces might potentially uh, make an appearance at Slammiversary, but uh, you're opening literally and metaphorically Pandora's box and releasing some wild memories from the 20 years of Impact Wrestling. And take me back, Josh. What's your first memory of Impact slash TNA Wrestling? Uh, it was, <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. It was June 19th, 2002. I finished my, uh, my part-time job as a 15-year-old, and I ran, or well, I didn't run home, but I got in the car, and I like rushed all the way home to, uh, to get on my couch and order the very first pay-per-view. Because at the time, I was I was always a huge wrestling fan, but I'd fallen in love with it, you know, towards like the 2000 to 2002 era, just because it, there was one show in town now. There wasn't that fun of having ECW, WCW, and WWE, you know, battling. So I was craving something different. And that's exactly what I got when I tuned in Impact Wrestling that first night in order that first pay-per-view. And we're, we're all in that same boat when, when that show came around. It suddenly, be, wrestling became a bit of a wasteland for a long time. And this was, this certainly felt like something new. Who was somebody from that show that, that you particularly remember? Oh, the, the first match I remember, mainly probably because it was the Flying Elvises for one, which I thought like when they first came out, I was like eyebrow raised, you know what I mean? What is this? But they faced off against Jerry Lynn, AJ Styles, and Loki in the very first match that was ever on NWA TNA television, and uh, it blew my mind. 
I still remember seeing like Loki move around that ring. And I was just like, this is different than anything I've ever seen in pro wrestling before. And, you know, that X division went on to do what it did and pretty much change the entire business that we see today as a whole. But yeah, that was it. Well, you well, you, you know, you became part of that X division history and now you're part of the, the world heavyweight division and uh, the top of the tree. And this Sunday, it's you and Eric Young, who is a TNA original on a show that is built around sort of remembering the history of TNA. Is the pressure hitting a bit different this time, Josh? Uh, yeah, it actually is. I was, <laughs> I was trying to describe to my wife how I'm feeling more more butterflies, more excitement, more pressure than I did even for Rebellion when I was challenging for the championship. And I think it's just because I have such a respect for like NWA, TNA, TNA, and then Impact Wrestling, this entire company's history. I have so much respect for everything that everybody's done and come through it because I was such a fan of it. And now like I get to represent this company as the face of the company in the main event as the champion, you know, and the biggest pay-per-view of this company's history probably. So it's, yeah, it hits different. I want to talk a little bit more about it as we go through. But whilst we've got you, Josh, whilst you are preparing for a, a huge night in Tennessee, I'd like to transport you to a desert island for a little bit. And we're going to give you three wrestling matches that you can watch whilst you are there. Matches that have a significant place in your heart as a wrestling fan and as a wrestler yourself and as a world champion. Uh, what would you like your first match to be? We'll go through them match by match. But what would you like match number one to be, Josh? Uh, easiest pick for me, one I've probably seen a thousand times, is Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart from WrestleMania 13. Ah, oh, now this uh, 1997 was a really sort of that was a real key moment in that calendar year. It was the double turn. It was uh, it was it was so many images from there. Where were you when you watched that match for the very first time? Oh, I was in my bedroom. I had rent, rented a VHS probably a year or two pro- after the actual event to actually watch it. But yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw it, and uh, like I said, I've, I've seen it a thousand times. It's just something different than I think Bret Hart, you know, ever really did. It was just executed perfectly. What's which, the? What's you know, the... no pun intended. Oh, well, you know, you know, it's, it's pun very much intended. I see. Yeah. <laughs> what's that? What's the one moment from that? Because there's so many moments. Is there a moment from that match that, that particularly stays in your soul, Josh? I, I mean, I think it's that closing shot of Stone Cold Steve Austin firing up and doing the push up and the blood just coming pouring out of his face and all that stuff and you in that moment like you really i get goosebumps thinking about it because you hear the crowd completely flip right in that moment and they're just like oh no we want this guy to keep going we want this guy to get up and all of a sudden you know he's the biggest baby face in probably wrestling history but <laughs> but he didn't and uh, he continued on now with with obviously yourself um being from canada and bret hart uh, a, a basically you know wrestling royalty in canada were you conflicted slightly uh yeah a little bit but like stone cold was the reason i first ever tuned in to watch wrestling i had bought a wwe magazine and on the cover was stone cold Shawn michaels and mike tyson it was the lead up to uh wrestlemania 14 and like when i first tuned in it was i was all about stone cold c boston and through that this obsession grew where i you know went back in time and did studying and that's how i found out who brad hart really was because by the time i tuned in he was gone from that company right 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, I think yeah. By the time you would have found it, Brett would have been uh, on to, to to that weird WCW period in his time, which we which is yeah. thing we remember with 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 a weird taste in our mouths. Had it um had it not been wrestling, Josh, what would it have been? Oh, for me, my my passion or my like my employment. I think <laughs> I I think from everything because there is that kind of moment when you discover wrestling for the first time, and then you once and then there's a point where you click into it and go, "This is gonna be my job. This is gonna be my life." But I think had wrestling and not come across your path as a sliding doors moment do you know where you would have probably ended up like working and what your passion would have been i mean my i've always had a passion for just sports in general so like i'm a huge basketball fan uh i probably would have done far more snowboarding and mountain biking had i not done a wrestling career because that's all you know all my weekends and free time is chewed up pursuing this dream now but uh, I would have just been a construction worker like I, you know, was in the my part time. I actually really enjoy that work. Sometimes I miss it from day to day, you know, because it's less crazy than this job. But, uh, you know, they say uh, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. And that's what I get to do now. So. Can you remember the final day you had working on a construction site before you made wrestling your full time gig? Oh, yeah, I, did. I, I only went full-time in wrestling last September because I was so hesitant and scared to uh, not have that security blanket in case I got hurt in the ring or anything like that. But uh, I finally made the leap last September and it was scary, but uh, you know, I've since settled in and I'm quite comfortable with it now. <laughs> what did your, what did your colleagues make of it? Uh, they were all telling me to quit far before, you know, I did and all this stuff. Cause like they would watch me on TV or they would watch clips on social media and stuff. And they'd be like, you can't do that. And then come here with the rest of us, man. You know what I mean? But they're, they're all super supportive and super proud. And, uh, they still like check in with me every once in a while and they're still rooting for me. So that's all you need. That's all you need. Uh, your second match then let's get to that. So Brett and Austin from WrestleMania is your first one. What would you like match number two to be Josh? Uh, I can't remember if it was 2001 or 2002, but it was the opening match from SummerSlam, and it was Kurt Angle against Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, that would have been 2002, if my mind passed. 2002. It, it's 2002. the most stacked pay-per-view of all time. Oh. Like, if you look at the card, there's like maybe one person on the card isn't a former world champion, but that one opened it up, and it's probably my favorite opening match of all time. That Was, was that Rey's first night in WWE as well? I think it was. Uh, I don't think so. if that that's an added layer to it if it is but oh, no, i know he jumped off a cage on the smackdown leading up to it but i wonder if yeah. that's his first what first night on the in, in the office if that is the case that's a that's a heck of a first night on the books um with with that match though what is it about that one over this stacked card full of world champions rock versus brock lesnar in the main event and all of that in between why this one over all the other matches at SummerSlam 02 it was just this like I, I'm a huge Kurt Angle fan, obviously, but like, it was just this uh, this fast-paced match that did not slow down the entire... I think the match is only like nine or ten minutes long in total, but they don't stop moving the entire time. And Rey Mysterio is like the perfect guy to be bouncing around. And if you're talking about like another perfect person to have combo with Rey Mysterio, someone like Kurt Angle, who I bet is just like... I, I Just like when I watch it, I feel like I can get in his head and be like, this guy's trying to show Ray that he can keep up with him step for step the entire time. You know what I mean? It looks like it's such a competitive matchup and it's, it's perfectly executed. So 2002, what would Josh Alexander have been doing at that point? 
Um, well, that that's the same as the uh, the inception of you know NBA TNA. That was me just chilling with my friends in either my buddy's basement, <laughs> you know, watching pay per views, eating way too much pizza. So had you so you were watching? So of course, because it had come along at that point. Had you kind of because because obviously wrestling fandom nowadays, Josh, online is quite tribal. And there is that very much you're either them or them. Was there a sense at that point of like, I'm leaning towards NWA, TNA over WWE? Was there any tribalism amongst your friends at that point? Yeah, like my I had two good friends. So we were a trio. I was kind of the guy that ran down the middle and liked everything. My one friend was super opinionated, loved TNA, loved the Disciples of the New Church and like just loved all that. My other friend was like, I'm a fan of Rene Dupree and these guys and I'm watching SmackDown every week. So yes, it was definitely tribal back then, but now there's just a place where you can like blurt it out there all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's quite nice to see is that you have WWE and AEW fans kind of uh, loggerheads all the time, but then you've kind of amongst both fan bases, there is this love and admiration for impact wrestling. Which is which is a real special place to sit. Do you feel like that's the case? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's it's you know part and parcel because over the last twenty years in Impact Wrestling, you could name a name in pro wrestling that is a superstar today that has fans, regardless of which company they're in. And I guarantee they probably got their start or learned a lot along the way from when they were in Impact Wrestling. You're talking about like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Uh, Moxley's been through there. Punk's been through there. I there, there's so many hidden gems of people that came through NWTNA in those early days, especially in the Asylum years. That now they're just you know on a worldwide scale, and everybody's a fan of them. So you have to like tip your hat to the company where they got their start. Slammiversary coming up. Uh, the first time we played this game, it was a little bit uh, different because um, your moment, your first Impact World Title run, is is mere minutes long. Uh, it was a it was a moment in a really busy night that left people's jaws on the floor, uh, and the the conversation afterwards was just incredible. I I was I was just encapsulated by it all. Were you surprised by the 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 reaction that final moment of that of Moose standing over you with your family around you? Were you surprised by the 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 the, the, the loud reaction that that got on air and off? Air? Uh- I wasn't surprised at the immediate reaction because of just what transpired with my family in the ring and all this stuff. You think you're going to get this feel good moment if you had to found for glory, you know? Uh, <laughs> but I was definitely surprised over the next coming days and weeks, how it kept persisting. You know what I mean? It persisted for months up until the time when finally, you know, I ended up resigning and coming back in early March, but <laughs> yeah, I was definitely surprised. That was a real bump in the road for you. There was sort of, to get to where we are today. There was there was there was that in that you you became a free agent and then your your visa lapsed and you ended up back in Canada. That seems to be like quite a common occurrence for a lot of athletes. The whole work visa issue. Did that come out of the blue for you? Well, it was kind of out of the blue. All it takes is you know somebody not filing a piece of paperwork on the proper day and got to wait an extra three weeks <laughs> for approvals. You know you're just at the the mercy of whatever you know government you're 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 applying for, and that's it, man. It sucks for us, but we got to do it to do what we love. Three weeks is a lifetime as well. <laughs> yeah, well, it gave me time, you know, stay home and really uh, work on myself and come back, you know, even more at 100 percent than I thought I could have been. So. 
you got to spend some time with with your family, including your your four year old Jet, who is adorable. We've seen pictures online where he's he's ready to go. He 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 looks like he's going to take into the family business. I love the fact that he was almost born in the ring because your wife's yeah. waters broke whilst she was watching you wrestle. <laughs> yeah, he came three months early to the day, and yeah, she was watching me wrestle. I got back to my match, and she texted me and said, "Bring me a towel. I think I peed my pants." <laughs> I was like, like we, we had a laugh about it, right? And then we're driving back home. And she was like, oh, no, I didn't pee my pants. <laughs> and then, you know, that was it. Poor kid was trying to get the hot tag. That's what was going on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with, um, with, with Jet, and there is a feeling. Like, yeah, I know you put, you put out a lovely uh, tweet on his birthday where you said, you know, I look forward to, you know, to tag in with you. If he ends up going into the wrestling world, if Jet ends up going into the wrestling world, what advice would you give that you wish you'd gotten yourself? Oh, he'll have every, he'll have the benefit of every wrong, you know, step, every mistake I ever made because I've learned from all those along the years. So I, I can't really pick one. Uh, the, the persistence is the most important part, but I don't think you can teach it. So as long as he's passionate about this, I think the persistence comes with that. But the because wrestling will break your heart. These opportunities don't come along every day. You just got to be ready for when they do. So it's that persistence and patience that you need to really teach. There was a, a, a scary moment last month. You you tweeted about this as well, where you were involved in a, in a car accident on your way to under siege. Now, you, you haven't spoken a lot about what happened. Are you able to talk about it? Are you OK? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's no problem. I uh, I actually purchased the vehicle on a Wednesday night before the pay-per-view. I left the Friday morning, so I'd had this car for less than 48 hours at the time. And there were so many things that went into this accident occurring. Like, I picked up my friend at the airport, Raj Singh, who's on the roster to drive to the show with me. His flight was delayed. Then when I get to the border, it's usually a breeze. This time I had to wait 35 minutes. But then I'm driving down the highway, the I-75 in Michigan. And we're in the fast lane, which is the far left lane where I am. And there's a cement median running beside us. There's no shoulder. And a truck just decides to crush us (laughs) into the median. And like, I saw it coming. Like everything slows down when your adrenaline hits. And I I saw it coming. I tried to avoid it as best I could. And I got us at least between the tires of the trailer so we wouldn't go underneath it. But uh, yeah, brand new car got ripped to shreds. We were completely fine. We spun out on the highway and ended up okay uh yeah it's just a crazy moment we got to be thankful for it and you know I, I everybody was just saying like yes it's just a car all this stuff and i'm just like i've driven millions of miles as a pro wrestler and you know knock on wood you hate saying it but you gotta say it You're like i've never had an accident until that moment you know in almost 17 years of wrestling so I, I think I'm quite fortunate. Just came out of the blue and it was just it was just uh, literally what it is what it was it was an accident it was a freak accident that thankfully you, you guys are all okay with yeah exactly and you just gotta you just gotta make sure that you're okay everyone's healthy and that's all that matters at the end of the day because you can always buy a new car which you know i did <laughs> Absolutely. how much did it set you back dare i ask uh, it was a few thousand dollars but uh you know in, in the in the grand scheme of things nothing it's not a big deal ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Let's do your third and final match. Uh, we've had Austin versus Bret Hart from WrestleMania. Uh, Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio from SummerSlam 2002. What would you like your last one to be, Josh? I think it's almost too obvious with the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> uh, the the best match in Impact Wrestling history, in my opinion. The best three-way of all time, in my opinion. Unbreakable 2005, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe. Now, that was the first X-Division match to headline a, a special pay-per-view from TNA Wrestling. Did, did, did it feel like a big change in in the shape of wrestling when you watched it as it was going out live? Yeah, I remember me and my friends were together. It was like as I was finishing up high school, so we were still getting together. The same friends I just mentioned earlier, and we, when we found out it was the main event, we were all just like, everything got amped up a little bit more. We we're like, oh my god, like this is going to be a big deal, and like we had no idea how big of a deal it was going to be because, like, you know, once that match happened, that was history in the making. Who did you, um, when you watched it, is it which out of the three do you think stood out to you the most? Ah, uh, that's tough. It's tough I would probably say, well, yeah, because it was it was so perfect. Like everyone, it, it definitely like to me when I first watched it, like it looked like Christopher Daniels was the glue guy for the match. He was the guy kind of piecing together and making sure AJ and Samoa Joe and everything kind of like blended perfectly. And so I would say Christopher Daniels is one that stuck out to me. Now, Christopher Daniels, uh, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, all big parts of the history of, of TNA. And this Sunday is all about remembering the history of TNA. Josh, the, the, the question I've got to ask, and uh, I'm sure you're prepared for it, and that's fine. But with, with so many forbidden doors being kicked open left, right and center, can we expect some some forbidden door action? Are we going to see some faces that maybe we've not seen in a long time in this promotion rocking up on Sunday? What do you think? I think the answer is obvious because, as you said earlier, Slammiversary has always kind of been the destination for, you know, debuting in new faces. This year, it's only going to be amped up with the 20 years of history. So whether... You know, it'd be in like a video package format or it'd be in the ring. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of surprises on this show. And I'm excited to see them. I can't help but notice because uh, we put together a video that's coming out this week where uh, I watched that wonderful trailer that you did where you open the box and we get flashes of all of these 
icons, these 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 parts of the the tapestry of TNA wrestling history, and there are some names in there, and you think they're not here at the moment, they're over there, they're in AEW, they're signed to Ring of Honor, they're in WWE. See AJ Styles featured quite a bit, and I must admit it makes the cogs turn. We saw Mickey James turning up in the Royal Rumble as the Impact Knockouts champion. Uh, is the relationship between Impact and WWE good at the moment? I hope so. That's a question for Scott tomorrow, but I'm as hopeful as all the fans out there that yes, it is. <laughs> so these things can occur. You can't blame a guy for asking the question. I'm very <laughs> excited for Sunday, as you can tell. Yeah. You are, you're getting in there with, with Eric Young. And uh, so if you had the chance to, to jump in a, in a time machine, and maybe if it wasn't Eric Young on this occasion, and you could go back and you could face somebody from the, from the rich history of TNA uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship in their prime, in their TNA prime, who would you like to see? Who would you face and why? Oh, I could like say I go back to like, I think it was 2013 and I wrestle AJ Styles and I'd lose the belt to him so he wouldn't leave. Ah. Maybe. <laughs> I like yeah. how you're changing uh, history as well. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like AJ was always kind of my guy. I think for any Impact fan, the second you see AJ Styles, you think TNA. Like he's always going to be that guy for us regardless of anything i accomplish or anybody after me accomplishes uh there's people on the roster like the motor city machine guns and eric young that you know have been here just as long and done just as much but that guy you know was a relative unknown when he started in impact wrestling and he went on to become a superstar while he was here known around the world and now you know even more and i think that is the entire embodiment of what impact and TNA was in the early years and what it is now today. It's, it's about giving these talented wrestlers opportunities that might have not get opportunities elsewhere and seeing what they do with it. And that's why we have something special in AJ Styles. Who do you think uh, across the history of TNA are some of the, the unsung heroes of the roster over the past 20 years? Those who maybe didn't get the, the world title run they deserved, maybe the spotlight they needed. Who are some of the unsung heroes to you, Josh? Well, there's there's names that I always think about that, uh, you know, people still bring up from time to time. But, like, the guys like Monty Brown. Yes! <laughs> so glad you, <laughs> you said know, Monty Brown. He was like, oh, like, Monty Brown and Sonny Siaki were probably the first two guys that everybody was like, we're picking those two guys. You know what I mean? And, you know, for like whatever reason it didn't work out you know it, it wasn't anything to really their faults they they just went on to become fathers and stuff like that they wanted to dedicate time to their children that's why they got into the business but i think the the sky's the limit for guys like that um and then like the entire x division and the entire knockouts division up until like 2011 i i think all anybody that was a part of that like the amazing reds of the x division that are those are the unsung heroes that really revolutionized the business the knockouts division it's like the, the Gail Kims, the Terras, I, I, Mickey James, you can go on. But the, that was the real women's revolution before the women's revolution. And the reason I know that is because I know knockouts today, like Tasha Steeles and Jordan Grace. They don't want to, they didn't say they wanted to be divas. They want to be knockouts. They came to Impact Wrestling because they want to be here because they were inspired by that stuff that those ladies did in 2007. So. Uh, we, you mentioned those two there in particular, uh, and it kind of brings me to looking ahead to the present and the future now, because there's going to be people that, that check out uh, Islamiversary on Fight this Sunday because they are intrigued by seeing some of those names from the last 20 years of TNA wrestling history. 
who, for those who are coming back and maybe have dipped away, been away for a while, and they're dipping their toe back in, who are some of the standouts on the roster right now that you think they're the people to watch on the current roster of Impact? Well, that entire uh, history-making Queen of the Mountain match is full of all standouts, I think. That that represents our knockouts division. It ties it up in a bow real nice for everybody to see it if they've never, they haven't tuned in to Impact Wrestling in a long time. So, like, the Jordan Graces and the Tasha Steels, those young, hungry people, uh, much like myself, that might not have had opportunities, you know, come their way very much. So now that we're ready, when they do come, we're making the best of them. We're trying to steal the show every single time. Uh the Chris Bays, uh, the Steve Macklins, you know, Steve Macklin, different story, had a different opportunity somewhere else, did not work out. Now he's ready to prove them and the entire world wrong. And you can see it every time he's in the ring because he's laying it out there. I think I'm going to have to be worried about him eventually. <laughs> um, Mike Bailey, another huge standout Canadian guy too. That I, I think he's making a lot of waves. Like I knew he would inevitably when he got signed. So uh, I'm happy for all of us. But like I said, this whole locker room has got to, just a chip on its shoulder. We're ready to show the world, especially at this pay-per-view, that we are the best company going. And the head of the locker room right now is the Impact World Heavyweight Champion, my guest on Cultaholic Island, the brilliant Josh Alexander. Josh, wishing you nothing but luck for Sunday against Eric Young. What can people expect from Impact Slammiversary, sir? I think uh, you can expect surprises left and right, whether it be names from the past or maybe some debuting faces that have never been here before, because that's just what Slammiversary is, and we got to keep with uh, the history of this uh, <laughs> momentous pay-per-view. Otherwise, you know, Ultimate X match, Queen of the Mountain, Monsters Ball, you get a little bit of everything of the gimmick matches that have been invented and perfected through Impact History. And then the main event, first time ever in the ring, Canadian versus Canadian. Uh, <laughs> the living embodiment of the first 20 years of Impact Wrestling, Eric Young, the guy that's done it all against the present champion. We're going to find out who's going to, you know, be the face of the, champ or the face of the company moving into the future after that one. It's enough excitement that you might wet yourself, but if you are pregnant, just make sure that's all you've done. Josh Alexander, <laughs> uh, your reigning Impact World Heavyweight Champion. Thanks for joining me and best of luck for Sunday, sir. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Anytime. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.